Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Some say it's better for you. Others say it helps the planet. I'm talking about organic food. No longer a homespun effort. It's now a gigantic industry. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall explores the fascinating facts about organic food. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Organic produce has grown from humble roots to big business, providing a boost to an otherwise sluggish food industry. But as organics grow, can they stay true to their principled beginnings? Joining us today on InfoTrack is Samuel Fromartz, business journalist and author of the new book, Organic Inc., Natural Foods and How They Grew. Welcome to InfoTrack, Mr. Fromartz. Thank you. Great to be here. Take us back to the beginnings of the modern organic food movement. It really is older than we think, isn't it? Yeah, most people think it began in the 60s with the kind of back to the land hippie movement. But when I began my research, I quickly found out that it's almost a century old. And it began in Europe in the teens and the 20s. And it was really a response to the early use of chemical fertilizers on the land. And some farmers and scientists were concerned about this, and they envisioned, you know, an organic alternative. In other words, doing away with these newfangled techniques and figuring out ways to ensure and heighten soil fertility using natural methods. Define organic and what a farmer must do to have his produce certified organic. Well, the easiest way to understand it is that organic farmer can't use any synthetic pesticides and they can't use any chemical fertilizers. So what that means is to grow food, they have to use natural soil amendments like compost, for example, that adds organic matter to the soil and that feeds the bacteria in the soil and that nourishes the plants. And they have to use natural methods to combat pests. So, for example, they won't blast the field with chemical pesticides. What they'll do is for example, plant what's called a trap crop that may attract insects away from the produce and to the trap crop, mustard, for example. And then they'll use almost like a vacuum cleaner to suck up the bugs that are on these plants. That's just one of many methods that they have to combat pests. These methods might be some of the reasons why organic produce tends to be more expensive than non-organic. That's right. Um, Yeah, they generally don't produce as much, although that gap is narrowing as methods improve. But the other important reason that organic tends to be more expensive is that there's a lot of demand for it. People want an alternative, and it's really reaching into the mainstream. And what that's doing is raising demand faster than farmers can supply it. So prices are going up. And until we get more farmers into the And I think we will see that. You'll get more farmers to convert to organic methods. But until we see that, I think prices are going to be a little bit higher. There's kind of a paradox developing with this, too, in that giant corporations are now promoting their organic brands. Companies like Kraft and McDonald's and General Mills and major supermarket chains carry organic foods. But can such operations do right by the concept of organic farming? Well, it's interesting. The corporations are dabbling at it because they see this as a growth area. I mean, their main market is essentially stagnant. This country produces enough food. There's enough food products. And so the mainstream conventional food business grows at 1% to 2% a year. Now, if you're a business person and you see another segment of that industry that's growing 20 to 30% a year, where are you going to put your investment money? You're going to put it in the growth sector, and that's what they're doing. 
I think that's fine as long as they do it with integrity and follow all the rules and the regulations that now govern organic food. They might not buy into all the ideals, but they may buy into the method because they see it as a business opportunity. Maybe along the way they'll get some of the, the religion too. I, I saw that with conventional farmers in California who were skeptical of the method but went into it for business reasons and then really became converts and said this was a better way to farm. Consumers can get confused with the usage of terms organic, natural, and healthy because you see those labels appear on a wide variety of products, but that perception might not really carry through all the way in the process of food preparation, right? Uh, something could be grown organic but not processed that way. That's right. Although if a food processor is going to use an organic ingredient, I don't think they'd go to the trouble and the cost of using it if they can't use organic on the label. And to get organic on the label, they have to make sure that 95% of the ingredients of that food product are, in fact, organic. Other labels like natural are essentially meaningless. There's no body of regulations that defines what natural means. Any processor can use a natural label. That's why we see it on, on just about everything, because it's not regulated. Even in meat, it just means that the meat has to be, under USD rules, has to be minimally processed, but it doesn't really define you know, what that is. The organic regulations, on the other hand, you know, there's like 500 pages of rules that support you know, what an organic method is. And so it's pretty rigorous in terms of the things that farmers have to follow. And I think also processors have to follow too. And they have to be visited by an inspector every year to make sure they're doing it right. One of the other terms I've been hearing about lately is the concept of biodynamic farming. Can you explain a little about that? Biodynamic, it's interesting. Both the organic method and the biodynamic method started around the same time in the teens and 1920s. Biodynamic came out of Germany and it's an organic method as well, but takes it a step further in becoming even more prescriptive in the type of things that are allowed and in the actual design of the farm itself. It also prescribes the way compost should be made quite rigorously. So it just takes organic one further step out. And, you know, I've met farmers who use the method and really, really believe in it, that it does show real practical results. What does the future look like for organic farming and foods? I think it's going to continue to grow. I mean, we're just entering the mainstream. Demand has been growing about 20% a year, but now we're seeing Walmart get into the game. And if that takes off, demand could actually accelerate. So I think there's going to be continued growth. And experts that I've talked to say that organic can eventually comprise as much as 20% of the food supply. Right now it's at 2%, so you know it would have to grow tenfold to get to that point. We've been speaking with Samuel Fromart's journalist and author of Organic Inc. And if I can, I'll mention a website that Please I have do. excerpts and background on. It's organicincbook.com. Thanks for being with us today on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.